This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. Wow, can you believe it? Here we are on the final evening for the month of July. I don't know about you, but this summer is going by way too quickly. So let's slow things down a little bit. Decompress. hmm? How about just settling back in your favorite armchair, closing your eyes, and through the magic of your imagination and the wonderful work of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, go on a trip to the warm waters of the Bahamas, where they own a fishing boat and take guests out on excursions. As you'll hear tonight, some folks are fishing all right, but for buried treasure. Let's go back to the early 1950s when radio audiences just like you were hunkering down in front of their radio sets to hear the tales spun on a program called Bold Venture. Intrigue, mystery, romance, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Together in the sultry setting of tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean. Bold Venture. Once again, the magic names of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall bring you Bold Venture and a tale of mystery and intrigue. Now in Havana, there is a small hotel. From here to there, they come pell-mell. No elevators or curtains of lace. It's known all over as Shannon's place. <laughs> you like that, Mr. Slate? I sure do. Do you have another verse, King? Every time, Miss Sailor. Look, we've got work to do. If you don't mind, I'd like to get on with it. Right now, we mind. King's in a singing mood. Go ahead, King. Mr. Shannon, he run this small hotel. He man who like Havana so well. He would rather starve in this city than have a million dollars in Cincinnati. <laughs> Thanks, King. Now it's your turn, Whit. Go ahead. Well, we've been sitting here for three hours now talking about it. All I'd like you to do is say yes or no. What I say, sailor? Yes or no? Well, I'd like it. It's the thing I've always wanted to do. If you want my opinion, Mr. Slate. Sure. I've heard stories like this before. Spanish gold. Nothing ever happens. Down in the barrio, secret treasure maps get sold all day long. I know the man who draws them. The man just made a point, Whit. I beg your pardon, then, and yours, too. Because I'm not making myself clear. Look, I have nothing so tangible as a map. All I have is this knowledge that I'm the... Island in Flamingo Cay, there is Spanish gold. And this you learned in college. <laughs> That's right. Now, you people don't have to smile about it. Mr. Cheney and I are serious. That's why he sent me to you. You don't have to smile. I wasn't smiling. Thank you, Mr. Val. Let's see the charts again. <laughs> sure, sure, Mr. Cheney. Now, look. See? Your boat could make it easily right along the banks, eh? Uh, here. Here's Flamingo Cay, about 30 small islands... Now, uh, this one. Here, here's one. Due south of Exmouth Sound. Here's a nickel slate. Yeah. Heads we go, tails we don't. Tails. Tails we don't. I said two out of three. <laughs> yeah, that's right, you did. Heads. One more. 
Heads. Heads we go. We'll start in the morning, Whit, about six. Oh, that's swell, swell. I'll see you then, huh? Uh, I don't think I'll be able to sleep. You won't be sorry. Take it easy, boy. Whit. Uh-huh. Did he bite? I learned a word for his type in college. Sucker. I'm going to tell you something, Joe, just between you and me. All right. I feel good. I feel good all over. Well, I'm glad for you. Yeah. And it's a feeling I like. All that loot just waiting for me. For both of us. For both of us. You're a greedy boy, Whit. That's what makes you so useful. But you'll remember something, Whit. Anything you ask me, I'll remember. Anything you tell me, I'll remember. That's good, because it's my party I call a dance you won't forget now, college boy. Joe, tell me more about yourself. Tell me again how a man like you comes on a dream like this. Yeah, I had me a boat once. I tore the insides out of it on a coral reef in Flamingo Cay, and I got ashore. It is like you said, the stuff that landed on the beach wasn't just sand. You make me young again, Joe. It just lay there teasing me, pirate's loot whispering to me in the sun. Then a shadow come over it, a guy and his wife. Mr. and Mrs. Mark Bryan? Yeah, I'm college boy. Mark Bryan and his wife. He told me the island belonged to them. He told me don't touch. He told me fix your boat and go away. I went away. But he won't do that to us again, will he? Uh-uh, college boy. And our sucker, Slade Shannon. And that pretty dream hangs on him. <laughs> what do we do with them, Joe? We use them. Then we lay a Spanish doubloon on their foreheads so they shine in the sun. So the seagulls can find them. Thank you, Joe. I can sleep now. I hope you're a good navigator, Shannon. Don't worry about it. That college boy, Whit, he looks worried, and he's got education. Bold Venture's gotten through barrier reefs before. Hey, look, Cheney, why don't you trail your feet in the water, light a cigarette, or spit into the wind, the things people are supposed to do on a boat? Well, you're a good sailor, Shannon. Look at that island. That's pretty, huh? All that loot, and all you have to do is tie up at that pier. It's pretty small. I'll make it. Five feet here, Slade. Shannon. Yeah? It's not a whole lot of room between the bottom of this boat and that coral... Quarter less five. Charlie off, Slade. Four. Easy. Ah, yeah, that does it. We'll tie up here. Maybe. Huh? Look what we got, a committee standing on the beach. He's got a gun, Cheney. What is this? What it is is Mark Bryan and Ms. Bryan looking as red-headed as usual. Sailor! Taylor, come here. What is it, Slate? Make it fast. I'm going calling. Hey, that looks like a shotgun the man's holding. He couldn't miss with it if he tried. Just make it fast, Taylor. Hello. Get out of here. Your name, Brian? You're Mrs. Brian. My name is Slate Shannon. Hello, Slate Shannon. Get back on your boat and get out of here. I've counted four on your boat. We can put you up. We're lousy with bamboo shacks. I weave them in my spare time. You've come for the gold. It's dug up and put away. I didn't say anything about gold. Who are you trying to fool? That man, him, standing on the pier? Don't you think I know him? (laughs) Joe Cheney. Why don't you just listen for a minute? Listen? You listen. What do you think I... Brian. Oh, Crazy college punk. Shot my husband. What do you know? Someone finally called Mark's bluff. Pick him up, Mr. Shannon. As I said, I've got accommodations for everybody. Sorry, Mr. Bryan. It's all right, my boy. I don't expect you to mend me without some hurt. One more twist of bandage and you... Oh. You know, you're a good oh, slave. 
If I'm ever shot in the shoulder, if I'm ever hurt, remind me, call you. I'll do that. Yeah, two weeks and you'll have your shoulder back, Mr. Bryan. Uh, you want me to be grateful? Shall I kiss the hands that heal me? I think we could bear it. Uh, don't misunderstand me, you two. It's only that for me, the difference between living and dying is very slight. I'd rather wish your friend had potted me into eternity. I'll go get your wife, Mr. Bryan. No, no. No. Leave her there with her newfound excitements. Two new men. That can make Lucy very happy. See? This occasion is a rare delicacy for Lucy. Life with me on my island bores her. It's bored her for 12 years. You could have taken her away. Anywhere in the world she wanted to go. And maybe she'd be with you on your head. You mean the gold. The gold you and your friends are so hungry for? <laughs> You're quite right. I could have used it for that. But I have no taste for it. Then this wasn't a college boy's fairy tale. There is gold here. Mr. Bryan? Enough to make all men kneel at your feet, Miss Duval. I need gold for that, Slade. You heard what the man said. Then listen more to what I say. This is your fee for probing in my shoulder, for trespassing on a world I meant to keep for myself. Wash up, Slate. Get your money and let's get out of here. Not money, Mr. Val. A suggestion. I suggest you and Mr. Shannon take your friends and get off my island. I suggest you forget its existence. I suggest you will never find what you're looking for. <laughs> Except that. Except the sound of death. Good night, you two. Sleep well. done good, college boy. You impressed Miss Bryan, I could tell. <laughs> Redheads and me, Joe, there's an affinity. I tell her the things I'd do for a girl like her if only I had money, so she whispers in my ear where her husband hit the loot. The other side of the atom. Take it, she says. It's yours. And now you go to work on Miss DeVal, that sailor girl, huh, where? Hide someplace where you can watch me, Joe. Be a revelation to you. I couldn't live without it. You're on your own, college boy, now don't louse it. She'll love every minute of it. Goodbye, Joe. Oh, it's you. I thought you it... You have the look of a girl who's sorry she's alone, Mr. Bell. As if you were waiting for someone to knock at your door. <laughs> but not me. Right again. Not you. Uh... Mr. Shannon. Slate said he wanted to look around the island. Maybe you'll go find him for me. Uh, no. We've had a nice chat. Good night. You dislike me for shooting Mr. Bryan? I'll find other reasons. Give me time. Anything you ask, Mr. Val. I thought that if you're really tired of being alone, we could go for a walk. Tropic moon, the surf. Sometimes a girl wants things like that. Go beat on another shack college boy. I've got strong sales resistance. Even with this gun in my hand? It could shoot your resistance full of holes, Mr. Val. It could. Why don't we walk, Mr. Val? You and I. <laughs> Get decent and open the door. I thought maybe you'd like to walk. Walk right in. Huh? Walk right in, Shannon. Don't ever argue with a 45 walk. Good. Turn around, Shannon. What did you do with Sailor? Bite your lip, kid. Bite it hard. You stay unconscious too long, Shannon, you rot. Come on. 
Come on, Slate. Oh, you'll have to do better than that. What the... Open your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, help me up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thanks. Where's Sailor? In the boat. I guess she's in the boat. Look out the window. Huh? Yeah. Hey, the boat... Gone? That's right. She's in the boat. Only the boat's gone. All we have to do is dig right here. That redhead crossed me up. Keep your sweat for the digging, college boy. It'll be here. I said dig. Maybe if he digs hard enough, it'll turn out to be his grave. <laughs> you're real funny, Mr. Val. You run a boat good, and you're real funny. What did you do to Slate? Did I forget to tell you? I hit him on the head with the butt end of this 45. It must have hurt him because he didn't talk back. That's what I'd done with Slate. You dig for a while, Joe. I want to tell a lady about the splendors of where we are. Little known facts. She'll enjoy it. Do that, college boy. Maybe it'll do something for me, too. This lagoon you sail us into, Mr. Val. It's really just a saltwater lake filling up a hole that used to be a volcano. Imagine that. And all of this, this cove with these sheer cliffs all around, rising up into the sky like a cry for help. Stunning, isn't it? It makes me weep, the sheer stunningness of it. And that hurricane hovering over us like a black-winged bird. But it won't touch us here. Because Mother Nature built this place so no storm could touch it. Hammers for the million things. And on the other side of the island, you're Mr. Shannon. The redhead, her husband, all at the mercy of a tropical hurricane and no place to hide. Will you cry for Mr. Shannon, Sailor? I I found it, kid. It's here. Just like she said, it's all here, wrapped in an old sail. Let me look at it, Joe. Get out of the way so I can look at it. We're through here, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Make the boat ready, Mr. Val. We're sailing away from this lovely place. Wrong again, college boy. What? The black-winged hurricane, remember? The one you were telling me about? Boats die in it. Even with me sailing them. Joe, she's right. We wait here till it blows away. (laughs) I don't mind, Joe. I don't mind a bit. I got the gold to keep me warm. (laughs) And the whole thing strikes you funny. Well, consider it, Shannon. Look at it the way I do and join me in a big, fat laugh. Yeah, I know. It's about your husband. You're getting a reaction from his shoulder wound. Him? Lying in our shack, drinking up all this tropical paradise? Him? No, nope. You want to know what makes me laugh? I can see it from here. The moon. I can see it. A fire moon. A hurricane moon. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, Mrs. Bryan... It's an intimate time. Say, Lucy, I'll answer you. Where did they take Sailor? Lucy. Where did they take her, Lucy? Now we're intimate and you worry about Sailor. So help me up. You gonna hit me? Go ahead if you operate that way. Chaney and Whit put her on the boat because she can navigate out of this reef. Tell me where they went. The other side of the island. We could cuddle up, make a song out of that. That's where the loot is, isn't it? It's where I help Mark Berry in. Ah, now I know what's funny. I'll laugh at you and you laugh at me. That's one way of spending a hurricane. Maybe you're not impressed. That hurricane's really coming. Listen to me, Lucy. I didn't figure it, Shannon. Whenever someone whispers in my ear, I tingle all over. I told him where the treasure was and they ran out on me. We gotta get out of here. None of us is getting out of here. How do we get to the other side of the island? Why? What for? You've got to listen to me, Lucy. The other side of the island. We've got to get there. You know a way, don't you? It's far. We'll get your husband. He can walk. We can't leave him here. It's far. Can't be too far. It's a small island, Lucy. You missed the mood, huh, Shannon? Sure. Sure, I'll take you. All you gotta do is hold my hand. (laughs) 
You know something, Joe? What? I'm glad we're down here, not up there. People could die up there on top of the island in that hurricane, and we don't want to die, do we, Joe? That's right, kid. I sit here and I dream of what I can do with all this loot. Makes me shudder. Sends chills down my back. Care to share it with me, Mr. Wright? Maybe I would. What? Because I see you in a new light, college boy. That would be the reflection of all this gold, wouldn't it? That's part of it. Tell me, what else would there be? You, the way you are. The dark things you stir up in a girl once she gets to know you. And when did this wonderful thing happen to me? It began when you came into Shannon's place. It built when you shot Mr. Bryan. And the way you handled me when you made me bring you here in the boat. I liked it. You surprised me. How do you figure me, Joe? I don't have to, I know. Leave her alone, kid. She's got a point, Joe. It interests me. Burn up dreams, you and me, huh, Sarah? Burn them. Blow the ashes away. Start new ones. Whatever you say. Uh-huh. Joe? What's the matter with you, kid? You going crazy? Put that gun away before I slap you across the mouth with it. You won't be able to do that, Joe. I'll tell you why. Oh, oh you filthy... Oh. <laughs> That's why, Joe. Brush your cheek against mine, sailor. I'm in love. You okay, Brian? Yeah, you didn't have to take me. Two of you could make it faster. You lean on me. Leave him alone, Shannon. What's the matter with you? I said leave him alone. Do you love him all of a sudden? Shut up. How much further? Uh, we'll never make it. Never. Down that crater. There's a passageway that leads to the other side. Then we can... That tree! Watch out! Ah! Ah! Mark! Mark! Help me with him! Help me! No, it's no use. Help me with you! I can't! I, I can't budge the tree! Mark! Mark! Come on, Lucy. You can't help him. Lucy! You can't stay here. I did wrong, Mark. I did wrong in this happened. It's, it's my fault, Mark. It's my fault. He's dead. No. No, it isn't my fault. It's your fault, Shannon. Coming here with that boat. Those men. Get out. Get out, will you, and leave me with my husband. The wind's dying. You'll be all right. Oh, can't you understand? I want to be with Mark. Tell him how sorry I am. <laughs> Wind's just about gone, Sailor. Let's go see all those pretty places we were going to see. Maybe we ought to stay around for a while. Maybe the hurricane will start up all over again. No, it never does. Let's go. I think we ought to wait. Come on. Give me a hand with this stuff. Wit. Come on, I said. <laughs> Look at it, baby. How much do you think there is there? I wouldn't know. It would be enough for what we want it for. That's a happy sound, huh? <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, 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 what do you know? Look what the storm blew in. Slate. Slate Shannon, trying to be quiet as a Mars. You're clumsy, Mr. Shannon. Try with your hands in the air. You all right, sailor? Yes, yeah, she's fine. I'm going to have to tell you something, Mr. Shannon. You're going to have to die. I'm going to have to kill you. Let him be, Wit. Just let him be. I asked you something, sailor. I asked you if you're all right. You didn't tell me. Slate, don't come near me. He'll kill you. No, you're wrong. I won't kill him. He'll kill him. You're fond of me, remember? Here, take my gun. Go on, take it. That's right. Now shoot him. You're not a very bright college boy, are you, Wit? Why, Biddy Cap? Don't point the gun at me, point it at him. 
Go ahead, shoot him. Don't come any closer. Sailor, let him have it. I warned you, Whit. You aren't really fond of me at all, Sailor. Stay where you are, Mr. Shannon. This other gun, Joe's gun, is loaded. All the bullets in the gun Sailor's holding are in Joe. What do you do with us now? Kill us both? Only you. Slate. You tried, Sailor. Pick up that sailcloth with the coins in it. Pick it up, Shannon. That's right. Might as well lead a short and useful life. Now carry it over to the boat. Show them the way, sailor. That's right. You get your feet wet, but it won't matter. What are you going to do with all this money? Convert it into coin of the realm, then live. <laughs> sailor helped me plan the whole thing. Dry him off first. Why, you... Watch it, sailor. I'll tell you... Start holding your breath, wet... What do you know? Short-winded. Slate, you'll kill him. Don't suggest anything, sailor. Let him up. See? I let him up. He's breathing, too. Maybe they'll put a stop to that in Havana. Sailor. It's pretty. Piece of eight. We go on a treasure hunt and we come up with one crummy piece of eight. <laughs> Mrs. Bryan said you could take all you wanted. Well, this is all I wanted. Flip it. What for? Well, it's night. I want to go for a walk on the beach. You never want to take me. All right. Heads I'll take you, tails I won't. Tails, I won't. Two out of three, Slade. Oh. Tails again. Sailor. Uh-huh. Three out of five. Isn't that the way we play it? And so our two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall have brought to a close our latest Bold Venture story. Special music was composed and conducted by David Rose. May we invite you to listen again next week at this time for another exciting adventure starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall together in Bold Venture. Stay tuned for that wacky pair, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, as they have a visit from Victor Moore. That's next on Theater of the Mind. You're listening to Theater of the Mind on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, and in downtown Toronto, you can catch us at 96.7 FM. Before they became a team the whole world fell in love with, there was Dean Martin, a guy struggling to make it as a singer, and Jerry Lewis doing almost anything to keep busy in the entertainment world. But once they teamed up, they shook the rafters with laughter from their zany shows. Let's join them as they're about to invest in a nightclub. Transcribed from Hollywood, the Martin and Lewis Show. Our guest tonight is Victor Moore. 
and featuring Flo McMichael, Sheldon Leonard, Ben Alexander, Dick Stabile and his orchestra, and starring Dean Martin. You sigh, the song begins. You speak and I hear violins, it's magic. And Jerry Lewis. Yes, it was magic. That night on a back porch, when you smiled, I heard violins. When you kissed me, I heard angel voices. When your father came out, I heard all over. (laughs) Well, last week, Dean and Jerry opened an engagement at Ciro's Nightclub in Hollywood. Business has been sensational. That started them thinking. And now we find them entangled in a scheme to buy a nightclub of their own. It all started when they were having breakfast in their apartment the other morning. I don't feel so well. I think maybe something's wrong with me. Working hard, doing two shows every night. You should take better care of yourself. Soapy, what brings you all the way over from next door at this time of the day? Well, I uh, just wanted to grab a gander at the sporting pages. You know, I had a bad break this morning. My, my neighbor on the other side of the hall, he got up early and he beat me to his paper. <laughs> so interested in the newspaper first thing in the morning, Sophie. Well, I always like to check on my investments, you know. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, 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 there it is. I had, I had Black Shetty and the Feist of Tanfran yesterday paid 24 to 2. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, look, I had the winner in the third, the fifth, and the seventh races, too. And look, the Dodgers win for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had a fin on the Green Panther in the wrestling at the stadium. Yes, sir. <laughs> How'd you come out on the day, Sophie? Lose 18 bucks. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, look, here's your pictures in the papers. Now appearing at Ciro's, it says. Hey, you know, you boys, you do a great act. I caught you opening night. Oh, were you at Ciro's opening night? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, where, where were you sitting? Had a very cheap table. It was in no man's land. <laughs> no man's land? Yeah, yeah. The table between Hedda and Luella. <laughs> And Miss Hopper gave us some very nice reviews And it's helped a lot Every night the people are packed in like caviar Jerry, like sardines At other clubs, yes But at Ciro's they're packed in like caviar <laughs> You're drawing crowds that big every night, hey? You know something? That gives me an idea What are you going to do when you finish your engagement there? Oh, we're going to take a little vacation I want to go to Palm Springs Jerry, the vacation idea is all right But Palm Springs is a winter resort It's too hot there now It's at least 120 degrees in the shade. Oh, that's all right. We'll stay out in the sun. (laughs) We'll stay out in the sun. That was a swifty. Hey, listen to me, listen. You boys won't want to go away anywhere when you hear this sensational idea of mine. Ah, no, Sophie. You don't get a penny out of us. Oh, wait a minute, my boy. Courage. Where would Robert Fulton be today if he had been afraid to say those magic words, let him eat cake? (laughs) Remember that? Remember just before he took off with Kitty Hawks? Remember? You know, you sound like you learned history from a wet reader's digest. (laughs) Seems too smart for you, Soapy. You'll never outsmart him. Oh, you think so, eh? Yeah. You better talk to me. (laughs) That's an excellent suggestion. Now, Jerry, my boy, how would you like to own your own nightclub, huh? My own nightclub? Yeah. Oh, boy. Imagine me with a big nightclub right in Hollywood. You see, you boys are drawing a lot of cash customers into that Cyro's joint for the guy that owns the place. (laughs) What you ought to do is you ought to own your own nightclub. We're doing all right, Sophie. Oh, yeah, sure you are. But when you own your own nightclub, you see, you do your own act in it, and the whole thing belongs to you. Now, look, I'll show you. Say that Sam, your bartender, say he takes in $1,000. Now, who pockets the dough? We do. No, no. Sam does. He's my brother. (laughs) You boys have got it all wrong. You see, at the end of the day, you open the cash register, and then I figure out how to divide the profits. Oh, no. I'm going to take half. And I'm going to take the other half. 
Hey, wait a minute. You boys are leaving me out in the cold. Go sleep with Sam. <laughs> well, I'll admit that I'd like to be in business for myself, Sophie, but uh, how could Jerry and I ever own a nightclub? Well, now, I happen to know of a nice little club that you could lease real cheap. Four thousand bucks. Gee. That's one of them. Keep going, kid. Just three more G's and you're an escort. <laughs> figured it'll cost us $4,000 to get a lease on this little club you have in mind. Well, I'll tell you, there's, uh, there's let's see, there's $250 for fixtures, and there's uh, $250 for supplies, there's $500 for rental, and, uh, and there's um, $3,000 for goodwill. $3,000 for goodwill? Yeah, he's a cousin of good Sam. <laughs> Think of it, kid. I can see that sign out front now. The sign that says the Martin and Lewis Club, huh? Well, I am supplying the brains. It's up to you to get the money. Okay, Soapy. We'll try to raise the cash somehow. That's the spirit. Let me know how you make out. I'll see you later. Gee, Dean, I'm surprised you went for Soapy's idea so fast. I didn't go for it at first, but uh, if we could get the money, it's worth looking into. Yeah. Gee, a nightclub of our very own. Huh? Come in. Uh, who is it? It's me. <laughs> oh, it's Florence, our secretary. How are you, Florence? Oh, I'm fine. I put in your fan mail. Here's 412 letters for you, Mr. Martin, and Mr. Lewis. Yes? Here's your letter. <laughs> Only one letter for me. And Dean gets 412. Gee, every day this happens. Dean gets 412 letters and I get one. Well? Well, I'm getting sick of it, do you hear? Sick, sick, sick. <laughs> hey, Florence, what would you say if I told you that Sophie's got a deal where Dean and I will own a nightclub? Oh, that'd be wonderful. But where do I fit in? I couldn't be your secretary anymore. Well, maybe you could do something else. Maybe you could be the cigarette girl. Oh, I couldn't be a cigarette girl. I don't smoke. Lawrence, you don't have to smoke You just sell the smokes to customers And just think You could wear an abbreviated costume Oh, no Florence McMichael doesn't walk around In any abbreviated costume Why not? I don't want people to see my initials Any costume you want. I wonder if I could really sell cigarettes. Let's see, how does that slogan go again? Call for Max Morris. <laughs> Call for Max Morris. Max Morris? Yeah, he's a nephew of Sam. Clark, <laughs> you don't seem to understand what we're talking about at all. Well, I about nightclubs. I've only been to one in my whole life. Really? What one was that? Quarantine Gardens? Macombo? No. It was that other one. Slapsy Messies. Slapsy <laughs> Messies? <laughs> Florence, it's not Slapsy Messies. <laughs> it's Sloppy Messies. <laughs> I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. People go when they need money to a loan company. Hey, that's not a bad idea, Jerry. I'll tell you what. You look up the address of the nearest loan company, and meanwhile, I'll just run over one of the songs I'm going to sing tonight at Sears. How's that? Oh, that would be just cardinal. Sing it, man. <laughs> I called you any time at all I guess it took too much for granted 
I never thought I'd lie awake and sigh. Where are you now that I need you? Now that I love you so madly, I could die. I had you at my beck and call. I called you any time at all. I guess it took too much for granted. I never thought I'd lie awake and sigh. Where are you now that I need you? Now that I love you, so man, what I die. You know, Jerry, I hope we can swing this deal. I've sort of fallen in love with the idea of owning our own nightclub, being our own bosses, and working for ourselves. Yeah, me too. I can hardly wait to get started. Well, here's the loan company office. The confidential loan company. Let's go in. Uh, pardon me, mister. Are you connected with the confidential loan company? That's right. Come right into my private office. Look, mister, we're Martin and Lewis Oh, yes, I saw your picture in Quick Magazine You're the pixelated pair <laughs> Well, that's right Let me handle this, Dean Look, mister, I'll come right to the point I'm Jerry Lewis, the comedian So let's snap it right up What do you say? I'll just take $4,000 <laughs> Well, let's see Anything of value in the way of assets? Well, I got a life insurance policy for $1,000 How much premium do you pay? $1,000 a year Jerry, you pay $1,000 a year for $1,000 worth of life insurance? Yeah so You're in a tough spot You lose money if you die and you can't afford to go on living <laughs> I'm afraid your insurance isn't worth very much Tell you what Why don't you take out a note for the money And get a co-signer to guarantee it for you? A who signer? A co-signer Do you happen to know a respectable party? No, but I can take you to one tonight where they play spin the bottle. <laughs> I'm sure you won't have any trouble finding somebody. Look, my files are full of co-signed notes. Here's one co-signed by the Second National Bank. Here's another co-signed by Victor Moore. And here's I another... I get the idea, mister. Thanks a lot. I think I know where I can get a co-signer. Come on, Dean. So long. Jerry, what was the idea of rushing me out of there? Didn't you hear him, Dean? He said Victor Moore co-signed one of those notes. What about it? Well, he's an actor. He's in show business. I bet he'll help us out. Yeah, my work at that, Jerry. Come on, we can't lose anything by uh, going to see him. Yes, come in. Uh, Mr. Moore? Yes, I'm Victor Moore. Say, will you excuse me a moment? I'm on the telephone. Well, sure. Go right ahead. And, uh, James, uh, call the laundry and tell them to put more starch in my union suit next week. <laughs> I fell down three times this morning before I found out what was wrong. <laughs> and be sure to tell the cook to boil my breakfast egg tomorrow a full three minutes. That's all. Goodbye. Gee, you're very particular about your food, aren't you, Mr. Moore? I have to be. Our eggs here are so fresh that when the cook doesn't boil them long enough, it's nip and tuck who eats who. <laughs> but enough of this small talk. Now, what do you fellas want? Well, I'm Dean Martin. This is my partner, Jerry Lewis, and we're trying to buy a nightclub, and we need help. Well, I sure hope you find some. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I got Wait to go... Wait a minute, Mr. Moore. We thought that you might like to help a couple of young fellas in show business. Gee, didn't anyone ever help you when you were starting out? Well, yes. I was taught to play the trumpet by a friendly seal. <laughs> 
Come on, Mr. Moore. You must be kidding us. Yes, of course I was. I used that joke in Louisiana Purchase back in 1940. Maybe so, but I don't know much about show business back in those old days. <laughs> Please, Mr. Moore, I-, I really didn't mean anything by that. All I meant was that you've been a big star for years. You were acting on a stage before I was even born. And just when will that be? <laughs> I said either, Jerry. As a matter of fact, I've heard that you're a very funny comedian. Oh, I'm not half as funny as you are, Mr. Moore. Oh. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, no, I'm not. Well, maybe you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Try to be nice to a guy and he kills you. Mr. Moore, the real reason we're here is to ask you to co-sign a note. You see... We're trying to raise $4,000 to buy a nightclub, and the man at the loan company said we have to get a co-signer. Oh, I'm afraid I couldn't do that. I wouldn't have anything to do with a nightclub. How long has it been since uh, you've been in a nightclub? Well, let's see. I guess it's about 1890, at the St. Louis World's Fair. (laughs) They had the French can-can dances, but you boys are too young to hear about that. Uh, Mr. Moore, nightclubs are different today. Now, they're real nice places. Look, why don't you come over to Cyril's tonight and watch Jerry and me do our act? Oh, that'd keep me up past my bedtime. <laughs> I don't think I'd be happy there. <laughs> what? I don't... <laughs> I don't think I'd be happy there. Yeah, I know what you mean. Can I say something, fellas? (laughs) Look, Mr. Moore, I'm sorry if you don't like nightclubs, but after all, you want to be fair about this, don't you? Well, yes. Then it's all settled. You come down to Ciro's tonight at 9 o'clock and be our guest. And when you see how nice a nightclub is, you'll be glad to co-sign our note. Well, okay, Jerry. I'll see you at 9. Bye. Bye. idea I had getting you a job as a cigarette girl here at Ciro's. When we get our own club, you'll know all about it then. Florence? Hey, Florence? Come on out from behind the screen. You must have your cigarette girl costume on by now. Well, yeah, I have, but I'm bashful. This little fluffy ballet skirt is so short and I'm so skinny. Oh, well. Well, what do you think? Florence, you look great. Just like a real cigarette girl. Well, I think I look more like somebody stuck a pipe cleaner through a Dr. Scholl's foot pad. Ah, you look fine. You'll do great selling cigarettes, Florence. Well, I'll try, but I'm worried. What if I run into some drunk who's fallen on the floor? Oh, that's easy. Just sell him a Lucky so he can feel his level best. (laughs) Tell him a Lucky so he can feel his level best. (laughs) I'll be all right. I got to introduce Dean's song. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Zero's. Right now, I'd like to present that handsome young fella whose romantic voice has been thrilling the whole country lately. However, I have a sore throat tonight, so my partner Dean Martin will sing instead. Thank you, mighty Joe Young. Gentlemen, the number Jerry is going to let me sing is one I do in the Hal Wallace picture, My Friend Irma, called Just for Fun. Love me, love me, say you love me, just for fun. Softly sigh it, try it, try it, just for fun. 
If you're close to me Maybe you'll agree Here at hand That magic land We're seeking constantly Tingle, tingle When we mingle Just for fun Let's pretend We'll never end What we've begun For if we play at love We may stay in love Then you'll be glad you tried it Just for fun Young man, you're stirring up a draft. Hi, <laughs> Mr. Moore. It's me, Jerry Lewis. Hey, what are you doing sitting back here? We had a table reserved for you down front. I asked for this table. I have to be close to the wall so I can plug in my heating pad. <laughs> How do you like nightclub so far? I'm not very happy. It's so crowded in here, and the lights are so low, it isn't safe. Well, what do you mean? I bent over to tie my shoe, and the lady at the next table started buttering me. <laughs> she thought I was an onion roll. You should complain. Yesterday, a guy tried to break me in half. He thought I was a breadstick. It's so stuffy. <laughs> The smoke is so thick you could cut it with a knife. I know. And try a piece with ice cream on it. It's delicious. <laughs> well, I thank you boys for your invitation, but I don't think I'd better stay any longer. Oh, Mr. Moore, you can't go. You haven't co-signed our notes so we can buy the nightclub we told you about. Oh, I've decided I don't want anything to do with a nightclub. They haven't got anything that appeals to a vital, red-blooded man like some French girls doing the can-can. The can-can? That would make a good opener. <laughs> you stay right here at the table, Mr. Moore, and I'll see that you meet a real French can-can dancer. Hey, Jerry, hey. How's it going? Oh, boy, am I glad to see you, Dean. Mr. Moore wants to go home. You better go over to the table and talk to him. I gotta find someone for him. Okay, now hurry back. Where am I gonna find a French can-can dancer? This would happen on a one night I didn't wear my BVDs with the ruffles. <laughs> French can-can girl. French can-can girl. Cigarettes call for Max Morris. Florence. Hey, Florence. We're on a spot and you gotta help us. You have to pretend you're a French girl. Oh, I couldn't do that, Mr. Lewis. Oh, it'll be easy to fool Mr. Moore. All you have to know are a few French words like, um, uh, we, oui, we, oui, monsieur, um, Quaid Suzette, and, um, General de Gaulle. <laughs> J- just those few. We, oui, we, oui, monsieur, Quaid Suzette, General de Gaulle. Just those few. Just those few. Come on now and I'll introduce you to Mr. Moore. Uh, uh, pardon me, Dean, uh, Mr. Moore. I'd like to present a very charming friend of mine. Uh, you've heard of Madame Pompadour? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Well, meet Mademoiselle Crewcut. <laughs> well, of course, uh, of course we call her Mimi here at the club, Mr. Moore, and, and you know what? Mimi is just crazy about older men. Ah, uh, I kiss your hand, Mademoiselle. 
Ah, uh, Mimi, can you imagine the boys here think I'm an older man? Oui, oui, monsieur. <laughs> well, don't say that, Mimi. I may not be a youngster anymore, but you've got to admit I'm built like a... Like a... Crepe Suzette. <laughs> ah, Mimi, Mimi, you're so lovely. Your eyes, your lips, your figure. You know what you remind me of? General de Gaulle. <laughs> now, come sit close to me, Shari. There, now run your fingers through my hair. Just those few. <laughs> Oui, oui, monsieur. Darling, je vous aime beaucoup. Mini, 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 Well, Mr. Moore, uh, do you like nightclubs a little better now? Yeah, you bet. I'm really living. Oh, pack up my parachute, mother. I'm flying tonight. Florence, <laughs> snuggle up to him a little closer. Florence, I thought you said her name was... Mimi. General de Gaulle. Mimi, Miss Darling, Stop that. Why did you call this girl Florence? Mimi, I think he's on to you. Oh, it's no use, Jerry. Mr. Moore knows Florence isn't really a French girl. Of course. I was on to it all the time. I knew you invited me down here to get me to sign that note. But you worked so hard to make me happy, you even tried to get a can-can girl. I decided you're a good risk, after all. You, you, you mean you'll sign a note for us? Yes, on one condition. Florence, you'll have to let me drive you home tonight. Drive me home? That's right. How about it? Dum, 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 dum. Okay, boys, give me that note. I'll co-sign it. There. Well, come on, Florence. I'm right with you. Oh, Mother, you better hurry with that parachute. I'm falling fast. <laughs> Bye, Mr. Moore. And thanks for Isn't it wonderful? Now we can borrow $4,000 and have our own nightclub. Yeah, no more working for somebody else. Every night we'll take the profits and divide them evenly. 60-40. 60-40? What happened to 50-50? Jerry, you don't even understand simple arithmetic. Look, how much is 50-50? 100. How much is 60-40? 100. See, it comes out the same. <laughs> Not so silly. For a minute there, I thought you were trying to jip me. <laughs> Good night. See you next week. Good night, Mom and Dad. Well, the Martin and Lewis Show, transcribed in Hollywood, is produced by Robert L. Redd and written by Ray Allen and Dick McKnight with Cy Rose and Mort Locke. Next week, our guest will be Billy Burke. This is Ben Alexander, suggesting you tune in to your NBC station each Tuesday evening at the same time for the Martin and Lewis Show.
Thank you very much for listening. Tomorrow, as we welcome the new month of August, it's Inner Sanctum, followed by the Great Gildersleeve. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great evening. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.